0: I am in the thick of it with you and it's a very vulnerable place. I feel like I'm being stripped down and like my skin is raw and exposed (laughs) and that feels uncomfortable. But I also know that the journey is worth it and um, I'm worth it to keep leaning in in this because it feels very wonky. It feels very awkward and uncomfortable and am i doing this right am i putting in the right kind of effort am i gonna see the results like i have a vision for it i have the belief that it's possible but am i gonna get there i don't know (laughs) and so it's very messy but that's okay that is okay You are listening to the Look Up Collective podcast, a podcast where we help you thrive in your home and business. We're your coaches, Chris, Elizabeth, and Wyn. And if you are looking for simple, actionable, encouraging conversations to help you be rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others, you are in the right place. Let's dive in.
1: We really couldn't explain to you over this microphone how excited we are that you're here today. And how excited we are to be here today as well. Just going to be a great conversation. A phrase that many people like to tag my beautiful wife in, Elizabeth, where when they're saying things, it's really resonated like over your years of being on the gram is the messy middle. We've actually done a podcast before on that, right? Whenever we were baby pot, we're still, we're probably like Todd <laughs> podcasters right now.
0: We're toddlers. But when
1: we were baby podcasters, we did an episode on that. It was very helpful. It was very good. But I think it's something that we could honestly talk about often because I think it's something that people resonate with. Life is life, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing about life that we will arrive at and be totally perfect and complete, right? It'll always be a process, always be opportunities to learn, to be able to be humble, be able to get curious, creative, all those different things. There's always opportunity for that. But sometimes in our life, feel a little bit messier than others.
0: Yeah. And the messy middle is actually where the goodness is. We want to just leap right over the messy middle. You know, we love to start and some of us really love to finish things like achieve, get the goal, get the prize. But it's really the middle part that teaches us the most. And We can learn to have joy in the journey and delight in the process, but it definitely takes intentionality to see the messy middle as a beautiful mess. I feel like the first time I probably heard this is from one of my friends, Leslie Graham. I just really took it and talked about it a lot. And we just love talking about the messy middle. And I feel like A lot of us are in a transition time right now. Um, I shared on Instagram that, you know, like we're in between seasons. Like I can sense fall in the air. Like I can sense and feel a shift happening, but it's not like fully there yet. You know what I'm saying? Like it's still hot. There's a lot of things that still scream summer (laughs) in the South where we're from, but you can just sense it. If you're outside, you can just feel like the smallest shifts in maybe for me it's like the wind and the humidity and just is there's just a shift happening and i can sense it and it makes me very excited but we're not in fall yet and so maybe you're in a season figuratively where the seasons are merging where you're transitioning out of summer into school. Like I've gotten so many messages from moms and it's like that first month to two months in school is the messy middle. Like you're learning new rhythms. You're learning how to get everybody out the door again and how to fix lunches. And it's a little bit faster pace than how the summer can be a little bit slower. And We want the structure. So many of us are like, oh, I can't wait for school. I want the structure. But then we're smacked in the face with it. And so it takes us a minute to get our bearings, to feel like we're stable on our feet. And so sometimes we're in that messy middle where seasons are merging and we can't fully see it playing out yet, but we can
1: sense it. So if you are already resonating with that at all... I just encourage you to lean in a little bit, mm. lean in right now, because we have three things of encouragement to share with you. This isn't going to be long, but I do believe it's going to be impactful and very helpful to you. And we're sharing this <laughs> from our old personal experience. Mm, this yes. is something that we're reading from a book, but literally our own life experience. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: personally in one of the messiest middles I probably mm. ever walked through. It's not something I'm like, really willing to share just yet, but no, I am in the thick of it with you. And it's a very vulnerable place. I feel like I'm being stripped down and like my skin is raw and exposed (laughs) and that feels uncomfortable. But I also know that the journey is worth it. And um, I'm worth it to keep leaning in this because it feels very wonky. It feels very... Awkward and uncomfortable. And am I doing this right? Am I putting in the right kind of effort? Am I going to see the results? Like I have a vision for it. I have the belief that it's possible, but am I going to get there? I don't know. (laughs) And so it's very messy, but that's okay. That is okay.
1: Yeah. Which leads us to our first point is the first one is we just want to tell you right now it's going to be okay. Okay. I just pause for a second. Just, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. You can look back on times in your life where you, this might be the heaviest messy middle that you've had. It really might be, but I'm willing to bet that you've had other difficulties in your life, other times in your life. And for us, we can look back and see how the Lord really carried us through those times. Yeah. He carried us through, not just through his word, but also through the people that he brought into our lives Mm -hmm. and things like that. It's going to be okay. I can remember, I think we've shared this before on here, but that there was a time where I was really struggling. Like it, it was a really rough day in my life. It was around some finances and things and I was just done. I was spent. And thankfully, I went to Elizabeth and I told her I was done. I was spent. And she said those words that I just told you is going to be okay. And, you know, it's just in those moments, even though you don't know what that means, right? Mm -hmm. It hasn't played out yet. You're still in the midst. You're still in Mm -hmm. that valley. You're still digging. But just that comfort and that comfort alone of knowing it's going to be okay is just, it's super comforting. And so I hope it's comforting to you as well.
0: Yeah. And it's so good to look back on the past. It's not always like great to dwell on the past, but when we can look back with evidence of, man, okay, I went through this hard thing, through this messy thing, and I did come up on the other side, okay. And it's beautiful to look at the past, but also to like ask your future self. One of our favorite questions, and I often ask my clients this is, hey, what would five years down the road you tell you? What would they say? What would she say? And a lot of the times when I asked that question, she says, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to be okay. You made it through. You are stronger. You are an overcomer in Christ. And like, he, he truly carried you through and look at you now. Like you have grown, you have so much wisdom and this truly was rigged in your favor. That's one of my favorite things to do is remind, especially when my clients are going through a very hard season or trial of very difficult circumstance and we get to the other side of it and we get to look back and say hey look it really was rigged in your favor here it did not look like that when it first started but now cuz we hindsight is 2020 when we truly believe that it's rigged in our favor we can live in that peace and contentment and love right now, we don't have to wait until we're to the other side to believe that. We can believe it now and rest in that. And that's where just knowing, okay, I can't see everything, but I do believe that it's going to be okay. I do believe that it's rigged
1: in my favor. So whether you have that person that's telling you that or not, like just hear from Uncle Chris and Aunt Elizabeth on here, Hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Such a powerful thought. Number two, when you're in the messy middle, some things have to give. Some things have to give. You just can't do it all. Think about if you were in the bottom of a valley. Okay. And you have this pack on, you have all your things You, you were super prepared. Okay. So this is a funny story. Elizabeth, when I went on a mission trip to Honduras, (laughs) she sent me. Goodness. That was like
0: 13 years ago. A long
1: time ago. She sent me and I had everything I could possibly need. Okay. (laughs) She even had made sure I had like travel size, toilet paper. Charmin. Charmin. Travel size. Like it was not just, it was. So so (laughs) I had everything I could possibly need. She is the greatest wife, but let's just Picture that you're in the valley and you have to climb a mountain. The truth is that you're going to need everything in you to get to the top of that mountain. Mm -hmm. And so you really need to begin to be able to say, okay, what's the essential things that I'm going to take with me? And there might be other things that I need to leave behind, right? Mm -hmm. toilet paper is not that heavy. But what I'm saying is you're going to, if you're going up there for survival, which it feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of times in the messy middle, you're just trying to survive, Mm -hmm. right? It would make sense that you would only get down to the bare necessities that are necessary for you to be able to get to where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing in this situation. If, If we're in that messy middle and we're trying to figure it out, we're trying to just see what the next step is, we're not going to be able to do everything yeah. that we all want to yeah. do. Yeah.
0: Asking yourself, what is essential? Like essentialism. It's a very important question because we want so often to do it all, have it all. And we stretch ourselves so thin in the process of like, we want to please everyone. We want to be everywhere. And right now, like in my journey, in what I am working on in a specific area of healing, healing, I've had to say no a lot more than I'm used to. It's an uncomfortable amount of no's. And I felt so many emotions around that, a very wide range, a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of frustration, a lot of annoyance, irritability, like so much around, but it's mostly to do with what I'm thinking about myself. Okay. Hey, I'm failing everyone. I am letting everyone down. I just can't do what I used to do man, why can't I be the person I once was? Or just so many thoughts that are creating those feelings, that emotional state that I can get myself in by my thoughts. And when it's truly like, this is where I'm at. Like it is essential for me to say no to something so that I can say yes to a lot more later.
1: That's right. And to pair with the no, I would say... Learn the word no. Get that in your vocabulary.
0: (laughs) And for many of us, it's a hard word. It's
1: hard, but here's the second hardest word. Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be people in your life that can offer help and that will offer help to you, whether that is physical help, encouraging help, prayer help, whatever that is. And you need to be able to say yes to that and help to that, not no to that. (laughs) So we want to say no. But that's the thing mm-hmm. in that moment. Let's say that you're in that valley and you're trying to climb up that mountain. You've already said no to the thing yeah. that you need, but you're still running low and on energy. Why, and, ask,
0: and asking yourself why we want to say no to help. Yeah, Is it our traveler pride?
1: comes beside you and I'm going to help you? And you're like, no, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah,
0: It really comes down to our pride, our ego. Yeah. What are they going to think of me if I need help? Like, why should I need help? Why should I need so much help right now? And it's really gets down to what, like, what we're making it mean about ourselves when we do need help. When the truth is everyone needs help. Some are just not as willing to receive it, but we get really good at giving if we learn how to receive first. And if we want to be helpers, we want the people that are giving of ourselves. Like it's essential that we learn first from the Lord, how to receive his help in the Holy Spirit, his strength, but also from others. Like we were made for relationships. We were made for community. We were not meant to do things alone. As much as I love people, Chris can attest, I will just dig in my heels and just be determined to figure it out by myself and not burden others that's a big one for me. Or just like, I think this is too much. I don't want to add any more stress on anyone else. And I can just figure this out on my own. And first of all, it makes the messy middle a whole lot longer (laughs) and (laughs) And lonelier. Yes. Longer and lonelier. If we keep trying to go at it alone and by ourselves, because even if it's your nature, like if you're an introvert and you want to be alone a lot, like it's just, we're not meant for that for long periods of time. We're just not. And I'm, I'm saying that for someone who's an extreme introvert, who thinks she could stay at her house for months at a time and not see anyone. That's what my brain tells me. And it's not true because that's not how God designed us.
1: Yeah. So number one, remember, it's going to be okay. Number two, something has to give, and in order for that to happen, you're going to have to say no, and you're going to have to say help. And third, you can focus on what you can control. That's all you can really do. So if you're in that valley, again, you've already discarded the things that you didn't have anymore. You've got help with the fellow traveler, but you know what? You cannot control if it's hot, if it's mm. cold, if it's raining, if it's windy. You can sit there and get upset about how hot it is all day, but that's not gonna get you on the top of that mountain, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing in those situations. We have to be able to focus on what we can control and put those other things to the side.
0: Yeah. And it truly is what you're basically saying is we can't always control our circumstances. Correct. But we can control how we think about them, which is going to dictate how we feel about it. Our emotional state, which is going, our emotions fuel our actions. So it's so important that we decide it's truly how our thoughts become a reality. And so if we want to change our experience around a certain circumstance, the only thing that we can control is our thoughts about it and our feelings and our actions. And so some of you are in a really difficult, challenging circumstance, just like I currently am in, even though I haven't shared the specifics of it. It is a really hard circumstance, but it truly is my thoughts about it that's going to get me the results I want, that's going to create the experience even around this circumstance. And so for you knowing, man, I can't control the financial state that we're in. I can't control that there's a relationship that is really tough in my life. I can't control... That I'm a stay-at-home mom with three under three and my kids are, you know, pooping and peeing everywhere. That's a circumstance. But I can control how I think about it and how I show up to it. And how we think about it is truly going to generate and create how we want to feel about it. So often we want to control everything else around us. We want to control the weather. We we say, Oh, I can't have a good day today because it's gloomy outside. Where, yes, does weather sometimes affect us? It can, but it's those who choose to di- say it dictates their entire day and how we feel that's going to have a different experience. And someone says, Huh, it's gloomy outside today. I should just wrap up in a blanket and drink some hot tea and coffee and read a book. You see how that person created a completely different experience for themselves than the person that says, huh, it's gloomy outside today. I'm destined to have a horrible day. That's a thought. We can't control the circumstances. We cannot control all the things on the outside of us. But when we lean in That's actually like this, the secondary control. There's primary control in the sense of what we believe inside of us, that we know we're capable of like how we think, how we feel, what we um, do. But when we have secondary control, we realize all we can control is how we respond and cope to the weather. Mm -hmm. And that's where you have control in both parts of your life, inside and outwardly, internally and externally. It's so important. And we do have that agency through Christ to be able, because he can't even control our thoughts for us. Only we get to. And I love in our coaching today, Lindy Goodman, she said, nobody tells us how to think we get to do that. And that is freedom. So even in the messy middle, there's so much freedom. There's so much peace. There's so much love. There's so much contentment available to you and available to me in how we think about it and how we feel about it and how we decide to show up to the messy middle.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be okay. Something has to give you to say, no, what you need to and help as well. And then lastly, just focus on what you can control. I hope that this episode was encouraging to you or that maybe you listen to this and you're putting it in your memory bank for the future, because If you're not currently in the messy middle, I have good news. You will be soon. (laughs) So it's coming, which is great because like we said at the very beginning, that's where growth happens. Mm -hmm. And so we will go through many messy middles in our life, but we will also, as a result, come on the other side of them and be able to grow as well. So yeah, you get to
0: decide who you want to be in the messy middle and that is so empowering. I get to be who I want to be through this.
1: So thanks so much for listening today. We also want to let you know if you're listening to this as it's coming out, this is actually our birthday week. One year ago, we started the Look Up Collective with our other podcast host that we have here, Wynn Elder. And we have a community of women who we help specifically have rhythms that stick in their life. So if you have ever tried those to-do lists and tried all those checklists and then they work for a day or two. And then for whatever reason, it just doesn't anymore. Something comes up and then you're like, huh, remember I bought that course or I bought that thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just sitting there rhythms that stick is for you. And so we would love to invite you in there with us and to celebrate our birthday. We want to give you a gift. Mm-hmm. And so for your first month, you can join the rhythms that stick community. off, half off your first month, just because we know you're going to get in there and you're going to love it. You're going to be able to start seeing some rhythm stick in your life. And it's going to not only just be able to be proud of yourself for checking off some things off a checklist, but you're going to see so much more peace and calm, the ability to be able to bring your powerful nurturing presence to the people in your life. So go there, look at Unserve.com. Yeah, we truly have
0: some, the secret sauce to helping these rhythm stick in your life and so you are in for a treat and your life truly to just go to a whole nother level
1: yeah the link is in the show notes but it's lookupandserve.com you can go there and then the promo code is birthday to celebrate our one year birthday have a great day keep
0: looking for the good it's always there